Is anybody longing for more than you have right now? Anybody expecting more than you feel right now? I don't believe that we've seen all of God. I don't believe we've seen all of His glory. I don't believe we've experienced all of His power here tonight or or thus far in, in our walk with Him. I believe that there's something that we ought to desire in Him every day. Hallelujah. I believe that the scripture tells us something to the to the point that it says that if we will delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires of our heart. Amen. And I want to I want to find him in in greater ways. I told him that today. I said, God, I, I don't believe that that I've experienced everything that you want me to experience. I don't think that that I've achieved everything that you want me to, to, to achieve and accomplish everything that you want me to accomplish. I believe that there's a revival in every one of our hearts yet to be birthed. Does anyone have an expectancy of, of desire and of revival within us? I I believe the days of revival are over. You must agree with me. I don't believe the days of revival are over. Praise God. It's time to claim some things in Jesus' name. And believe that God is going to do a tremendous thing among us. I want us to go to the book of Exodus tonight. God bless you for being here in the house of the Lord. Exodus chapter 3, begin reading with verse number 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. I wonder how many times Moses, well, let me go on with the reading of the scripture, but how many times he had seen a burning bush in the desert. But this time... Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Notice now that he turned aside and God saw when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Moses said, I will now turn aside to see why the bush that is burning is not consumed. And when he turned aside, then God said, I'll speak to him now. I'll communicate with him now. I'll tell him my heart's desire now. I'll give him the feeling 
of my heart now. I'll let it burn within him now. I want to preach tonight for the next little while on the subject, looking with a purpose. Looking with a purpose. Let's ask the Lord to minister tonight to our hearts and touch us and speak to us. God, we need you. We need you in a special way. Oh, God, it is our desire, but our time is so consumed with things. We do have a desire. We do have a hunger. But, oh, God, help us tonight to look with greater desire. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you. You can be seated. It was business as usual. There's not a whole lot of people that work 40 years on a job. There's some, some that go beyond that. That's a long time on a job. But Moses was on a job and a mission every day for 40 long years. The same thing, the same routine, the same paths, every now and then making another new little path into greener pastures, into greater places because they needed to have a little more grass to eat and, and, and place to stay and the coolness that he would lead them into. But he had been across this place time and time again. It was... Not unusual, history said, for a bush to be on fire from time to time. Lightning could strike, other things would cause it, and a bush would be on fire. So this was not anything that was unusual for Moses to just stop and look and say, well, it's just another bush, but... It, it, a burning bush, but it caught his attention for some time now. And, and as he was going by, I wonder how many times we have gone by the presence of God, the call of God, the thing that God is asking us to respond to and, and what he's telling us here, here it is right here. I'm, I'm calling you out today. Would you listen? Would you pay attention? But I would God, but. I'll get back to it later. I'll, I'll come back to this place another time. But today, it was a little different. As Moses stopped in his tracks for a little while longer and, and looked at the burning bush and expecting any time to see it go to ashes, expecting any time to see it just... Be gone, and it's just another burnt bush and, and, and nothing left to it. But he looked for a while and could tell that it was not going to burn away. It was not going to be consumed. So now Moses said, I will now turn aside. There's something different about this bush. There's something different about this fire. There's something different about what's going on in, in the midst of the 
on the backside of a desert. Anybody been, ever been in a desert place? Anybody ever been in a place where it, you felt like, God, it's just going to be the same old thing day after day. I don't feel like I'll, I'll have any change. I don't feel like I'll have any, anything that can, that can really move me anymore today. I'm just kind of stuck in the same old routine of things. But I believe that we're living close enough to the time that God wants to send the greatest revival that he's ever sent to our country and to our world. He said, in the last day, saith God, I will. Not I'm thinking about, not there, there could be and, and there could be a, a, a rustling of, of, of the leaves in the mulberry tree and there could be the presence of God that begins to stir, but I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And I believe that we're living so close to that time. I believe that, that the signs of the times are, are, are pointing in that direction and they're showing us that it's wrapping up, it's happening. And come on, church, uh, I've got a burning bush that's not being consumed here. I've, I'm throwing some things out in your way that's not usual. That's not the same old, same old. Somebody said, if you keep doing things the same way that you've always done them, you'll get the same results. I want to see some different things in the kingdom of God. I, I want to see a soul filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name in Indian Village. I want to see somebody on fire for God. I wonder how many people we passed by that, that they were literally burning, they were literally on fire, and, and they should have been consumed, and their lives should have been destroyed, and they, they should have gone down, and they, they, they shouldn't be around today, but they're around for a purpose. They made it through the fire. They made it through some circumstances in their lives, some situations uh, that could, tried to consume them and take them under, but they're still standing today. I wonder how many times uh, we passed by and say, well, they were a lucky person. I've heard that over and over and over again. Boy, they were lucky. Boy, they were fortunate. My, 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 some, something really, uh, somebody blessed them in a, in a beautiful way, but God wants to do more than that. He wants them to be more than lucky. He wants to be more, them to be more than fortunate uh, that they made it through the fire. God's wanting them to, uh, wanting somebody to stop and turn and say, I will now go that direction. And then God can speak to us. God can minister to us. God could not talk to Moses. I wonder how many days he wanted to. I wonder how many years he wanted to. I wonder how long he, he desired to have that fellowship with Moses. But Moses was just going about on his job. Just keeping the sheep on the backside of the desert. But today, he gets his attention. I don't believe that God's going to always or maybe never slap us upside the head and say, Hey, you. Some folks he might. <laughs> 
Some folks he has. But I don't believe that God is, is always that kind of a God. He loves us enough that he would love to grab us by the arm sometime and just twist our arm off or twist our head off and say, come on, would you stop? Would you turn? Would you look? Would you, would you take notice of, of what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to do in your life? I believe that God is wanting us to see the promises in the promised land, the, the thing, the blessings in the promised land, the, the, the hope that, that He wants to bring to man. Now, now I, I'm coming to tell you tonight that in the promised land, there's giants. In the promised land, in the place where there's milk and honey, there's walled cities. They're fortified. In, 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 in the promised land that, 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 that we want to get into, there's things that look impossible to us. And, and, but we're, we're looking through, through eyes that, 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 are, that are dim and they're, they're blurry and we're not really seeing the things of God like He wants to show us. That he, I, I'm telling you, there are troubles in life. Job said, I believe it was in 14 and 1, he said, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. It's going to happen. But I don't believe that God wants us to go and turn a corner and say, I'm looking for trouble today. I'm looking for things today that will just knock me off my feet. I know that God is is a great big God. And I, I told him this morning that I loved him. And I told him this morning that I wanted him to go with me. And I wanted to go with him. But... There's no telling what's going to happen today. I could make one phone call and put it on speakerphone. And I'm telling you before the conversation got very far. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm going to have to have surgery for this, and I'm going to have to have this done, and I'm going to have to have that done, and, and, and things are just not... Before long in the conversation, they're looking for trouble almost. They're looking for a problem. They're looking for something to just come up against them. And God's wanting us to get a hold of a land, get a hold of the, of the promise, get a hold of the blessings that are there. There are people, there were 12 people that were sent into the country and said, go spy it out. Go look and see what's there and, and come back and bring us the story. They didn't just go for a day, but the scripture said they were there for 40 days. They looked and they observed and they saw and they even cut a branch with grapes on it, with a cluster of grapes that was so large that they put it on their shoulders between two men to carry it. They saw things. They were looking. He said, go and see what you can see and come back and give us the report of what you see. They were looking for things. They were expecting things. They saw the land that flowed with milk and honey. They saw all the green pastures. They saw all the things that were beautiful and that brought glory and honor and riches and hope and and everything that the children of Israel would need. And 40 days later, they came home. I don't know if 10 of them spoke up at one time. It's not really saying, or if there was just one spokesman for the 10. But 
whoever it was or if it was all of them said, you talking about a land? Man, there's grapes, there's milk and honey, there's, there's everything. It is a fantastic land. That was the report. That's the way they started the report from the land. It's lush, it's, it's wonderful, it's absolutely beautiful. It's a land that I would want to live in and that you and I would want to live in. It's something else. Nevertheless, nevertheless, we can't go there. They're big men. They're giants. It's it's impossible. And they screamed that out to the top of their voice. They shouted it out. We will never have that land. We will never get there. We will never cross over. We can never take our kids into a place like that and put them up against something. We can never take our seed into that place and expect them to survive. There is absolutely no way. And finally Joshua and Caleb had enough. And Caleb spoke up and said, whoa, wait just a minute. Listen, their defense is weak. They're not able to conquer us. He didn't say, let us go in and conquer the land. He said, let us go in and possess the land. What a difference. I I think I can do it. I'm going to go in and I'm going to try to fight and I'm going to try to make. No, let us go in and possess the land that is before us. We can do it. They are like bread before us. Now, it's got to be some tough bread that I can't swallow. But most any bread that I've ever eaten, I take a bite of it, I chew it with ease. Nothing to it. You can look at me. And I can chew a lot of them. And I can swallow a lot of them. Because it's not hard. It's not difficult. And he said, they're like bread. Before us, I'm telling you, we can chew them up and spit them out if we want to. We can have a heyday here. We can have revival. There's nothing that our God is not able to do for us. And in, in, in the fact that he will give us this land that's flowing with milk and honey, I'm telling you that we can take these people. They're weak before us. Their defense is weak before us. They cannot conquer us. I've been looking with a purpose. I've been looking with desire. I've been looking at something that said that tells me my God is able and if God be for hallelujah you may have been in the same place for a long time 
And I'm telling somebody tonight, I'm telling all of us tonight, there's a burning bush. And in the midst of the burning bush, God's desiring to speak to His people. But because I've seen a flash of fire, because I've heard the thunder roll, because I've felt the rain before, and because I've experienced all of these things in church, I just go out again and said, thank God for another good service. And we felt His presence, and I go on about my way. But God's wanting to deliver some people. God's wanting to set some people free. And he had to get Moses' attention. He had to, he had to make him stop and realize. And, and Moses could have walked on because it's another burning bush, but it's not going to ashes. There's something different. I'm telling you, there's something different about the day that we're living in. I know that there's been past revival. I know that there's been past things with our, with our elders, uh, but there's something that's going to happen. We're, we're, we've got to the point a lot of times where we're saying, I don't know if our kids will even be saved because of the pressure of the end time. I'm telling you, they're going to walk into a promised land. They're going to walk into a place that they can, they can possess, that they can experience the things of God. Caleb pleaded. He begged. Joshua pled. Caleb stripped himself, the Bible said, and he pled with them, we can do it. Let's make up our minds that we're going to serve the Lord. Let's make up our mind that we're going to worship. Let's make up our mind that we're going to exalt Him in everything because this is the day that the Lord has made and I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. I'm going to give him praise. Someone needs to turn, or every one of us needs to turn our eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face. When we do that, their defense is weak. When we do that, it's like eating a piece of bread. God said, there's nothing to it. I complicate it too many times. I need vision tonight. I said, I need vision tonight. I'm trying to speak up as a Caleb tonight saying, we can do it. We're more than conquerors. We're possessors of the land. We're more than just trying to get there. We're going to get there. It's more than just taking one little baby step forward for a little bit and then taking several steps backward and then trying to go again. We're fixing to march like a mighty army without giving up with purpose because I'm looking to the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm looking to a God that said, I want to bring you out. I want to bring you into a place of plenty. I want to see you have revival where the altars are filled. Is it impossible in Indian village? No! Never! Not with the God that I serve for nothing is impossible with Him. Let's love Him together right now. I feel His presence right now. I feel the beauty of God in this place right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus.
Praise God. A young 20-year-old, anybody believe that's young anymore? I could go across the way and they would say, I'm getting older. You know, but for us in here tonight, 20 years old is young. And a young 20-year-old man walked to the side of a hill one day with some food in his hands to give to three brothers and just inquire of how, how the battle was going, how things were going on and at the time. And David talking for just a little while to some of the army some of the men there. While he was talking with them, there was a, a booming voice that rang out and said, send me a man to fight. I'm telling you what, in the last day or two, I have seen more in this story than I've ever seen in my entire life. And it would take me a long time to preach it tonight. You want to hear it? But David looked and he listened. And then he said, what's going on? And when Goliath roared out, the, the army of Israel retreated. They stepped back a little way. We got to get Far enough back, that guy's got some long arms and his sword is really long. I mean, just one, one whack and he could take several of us down at one time. So they retreated. They went back. David said, are you telling me you're not going forward? You're going backwards? You're not going into battle? You're retreating? From battle? And Eliab heard David. And the scripture said that Eliab became angry. And he got in his brother's face. And he said, hey dude, get back. Who's tending the sheep? You don't know what you're talking about. You're just a young punk. You don't deserve to be. You don't have any business here. Go back to where you were tending the sheep. Who's even watching them right now? I mean, he was angry. And he just, I, he unloaded on him for no telling how long and things that he said. And, and, and tried to humiliate David and, and make David feel like, whoa, maybe, maybe he, big brother does know what he's talking about. I've not always been positive about things. I've always not, not always been positive about the church. And I'm telling you, a negative feeling can go a long ways. It can do a lot of destruction. But somebody's made up their mind. There's a bush that's burning. It's not being consumed. David said, I don't even see 
this giant that you're talking about. I see victory. I, I don't really hear the, 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 the fierceness and the, the horrible voice of this man. I, I hear a man pleading for somebody to come and kill him. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing for a man to say, come on over here and take me down. and We're going to be your servants. And that's one of those things that I saw today that let the enemy lie to you if you want them to. Goliath said, and I wasn't going to go there, but I just feel it right now. Goliath said, if you kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I kill you, you will be our servants. And in David's heart and David's life, I believe he's saying, they're getting ready to serve me. I'm going to sit down and let them shine my sandals. I'm going to sit down and let them wash my feet. I'm going to sit down and let them bring me food at the table and take care of me. They're going to be my servant, he said. They're going to take care of me from now on. And the Bible said, and you know the rest of the story, but then when, they, when the enemy of the Philistines saw that David chopped off the head of Goliath, they ran. <laughs> We're not going to be your servants. No, no, no. We're not going to do this. We, we can't. Not, not with the God that is on your side. Not with the God that can give you the miracle. Anybody looking for a miracle? Anybody looking for, for Jesus? Anybody lost him by the wayside somewhere and got, got, got turned away just a little bit and, and you haven't seen the burning bush? I, I want to be like Mary. I want to be like Joseph. When they finally had gone one day's journey and they stopped for the evening to pitch tents and darkness was coming upon and Mary said, Joseph, where's Jesus? And Joseph said, Mary, where's Jesus? And, and he went back and forth. Well, you mean he's not with the men? No. You mean he's not with the women? No. He's not with the children? No. We, we've been looking around. He's not there. Where's Jesus? Uh, and the Bible said that after the day broke, uh, the next day, uh, I'm just paraphrasing here, that they got up as early as they could uh, and they made up their mind. Uh, I'm going to look for Jesus until I find him. That was one day and a night and they returned back to Jerusalem. They returned back to that place and began to look and the Bible said it was three days in finding Jesus. Well, we've looked, we've gone down alleys, we've, we've, we've opened doors, we've knocked on doors, and we've asked people, have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? They were looking with a purpose. They were looking with a feeling that I can't go anymore. I can't, I've made up my mind that I've got to see him. I've got to put my eyes upon him again one more time. I've got to get a hold of Jesus. And they finally find him in the temple. Hey, I'm telling you today that Jesus, 
says, may not be right where you are right now, but you better find where Jesus is. I better find where Jesus is. You better begin looking for a miracle in your life. You better begin looking for something that'll stir you like you've never been stirred before. You better be looking for something that'll change you like you've never been changed before. I go back to the story of the spies for just a moment in closing. We can't take our kids there. We, we can't see them die there. We can't see them be overtaken. It would be my fault if I, if I tell my kid that you need to be in church every time the doors are open. It'll be my fault if they get upset. And I heard somebody say years ago, I think it was Brother Gamblin, I was on drug a long time ago in my life. I was drugged to church every time the doors were open. I was drugged. But if we push them too much, if we expect too much of them, if we require too much of them, we, we, you know who made it in the promised land? It was not the old fogies that became ease in Zion. It was not the older folks in the church that just said, we can't do it anymore. We just can't accomplish those things. It was not them. You know who it was? It was their children and their seed. We, we can't do this to our kids. But Jesus said, you're not going to do it to them. I'm going to do something better to them. You're going to die. You're going to die in this wilderness. But those kids that you thought could not make it and, and you were not going to push them to live for God. You were not going to help them, encourage them. They're the ones that entered the promised land. I'm looking. I'm looking for a miracle. I'm, I'm expecting the impossible intangible things of God does anybody here believe with me tonight would you stand to your feet does anybody here tonight agree with me that Jesus has set a bush on fire in our life he's he's caused us to stop long enough I pray that our activities of our day would not be so. It would say it's just another burning bush. It's just another young person that's excited for a little while. They'll die down. They'll come, they'll get just like they were before. I wish we had young people that were running the aisles every service because I encourage them. 
because I pushed them, because I helped them, because I was a leader among them. I wish we had young people that were shouting and dancing every time they, they'd step to the... There's plenty of time for teaching. There's plenty of time for preaching. But there's a whole lot of time for worship for our kids. There's a whole lot of time of, of giving it to God and saying, God, I've got energy and I'm not going to despise the days of my youth. I'm going to hold to it. I'm going to cling to it. And I'm going to turn aside to see because I'm looking for a miracle in my life. I'm looking for a miracle. Would you come around the front for just a little while tonight? Oh, I feel the intangible. And I see the invisible. I'm looking.